Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, the title race is blown wide open after Spurs beat Manchester City and Liverpool win against Norwich, closing the gap to just three points. Romelu Lukaku sets an unwanted record in Chelsea's 1-0 win at Crystal Palace. Burnley keep their survival hopes alive with a big away win at Brighton. And after waiting 19 years to face Manchester United, a packed Ellen Road leads lose 4-2 in a thrilling match in the rain. Lots to get through after some important games this weekend. So, let's talk football. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another week of the podcast. Lots to talk about. Probably your longest intro of the season. Yeah, definitely. Cool, blimey. I need to catch my breath. Keeping you busy. Uh, yeah. So let's 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 start at the top of the table. Yeah. Let's start right at the top of the table. Uh, big shock coming in your Saturday evening game. It really was. Were none of us expecting that? Even though none of us were expecting that to happen. Yeah. But it was a hell of a game. It was. It was probably the game of the season so far. Until the next day. Until the next lunchtime. And so, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> until, until two o'clock the next day, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. But yeah. In fairness, when they equalised, I was like, you lucky, lucky. Yeah. Insert swear word. Inserting all the swear words. And then Harry Kane went up the other and scored, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Start laughing. Were you behind the goal at that point, or were you behind? No, I wasn't Larissa? at the game, I was at home. Hey, you're at home. Uh, I'm home watching it on the telly. Very nice. But yeah, I just could not stop laughing. Oh dear. But no, it was a inter- it was a really good game of football. Obviously, it went back and forth, back and forth. It did. We had to sit in for a while, but I thought we defended really, really well. No, they were solid. I mean, obviously, we know what City can do. They break you down. They break you down, and they'll get their way in the end. But to be honest, I thought they were very they were very easy to get at City, which is unlike them. Like, yeah, to be fair, Antonio Conte was very clever. Obviously, having Kulinevsky and Son sort of playing off of Harry Kane, if you like, mm. there was always the chance of the ball in behind. Yeah, yeah. but it was more. It was. I, th- I felt like City. Just, I think they're at a point though now with the way that they are, is that they they relax to a point, and it's just like it don't matter. We're, we know we're going to beat you, so they they're not always. Well, they are always on their game, but it's like defensively, they'll just be like they won't. As a unit, as a as an eleven, always come back straight away. Because I felt that um, Tottenham got a lot of there, obviously on the counter, but it was very quick. It was bypassing the City midfield and getting it into those into the front three as fast as possible. Yeah, and then they were like, "What three versus four Then very very quickly. At and the back. there was always a runner coming into the area. Obviously, Harry Kane when he scored the second goal. Yeah, he come in from what twenty five yards out just. That's on the it, yeah. burners and was in the box. No one was coming back with him, and because that's just yeah. the way City are. They're just like, no, we're going to play this game up here, and we trust our four defenders to just keep hold of it and get it back to us. It was odd, yeah. odd the way they played it. To be honest, See, they really were high. But then we do have this thing with Man City. Mm. I mean, I was looking at Pep Guardiola's record against other teams. Yeah, and there are only one side 
that he has lost more times to, and they've played Chelsea a hell of a lot more. Oh, is that Chelsea? Okay. Yeah, so they've played 21 games against Chelsea. He's lost eight times against them. He's yep. played us 15 times and lost six. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not. No. Not ideal for Pep. But And obviously we've done the double over him as well this season, somehow. Yep. And then obviously with Liverpool cruising like they have been, it's closed yeah, the gap to three points. Yeah, obviously they had a little bit of a scare against Norwich. Obviously yeah, you always knew on. they were going to get a goal. Yeah, early days though, wasn't it? It was very early on that Norwich scored in the second half. Yeah. But so there was still plenty of time for uh, Liverpool to come back. Yeah, there and, was. Definitely. And you always expect they were defending them to. so well, Norwich, and it was just like bang, bang, and then Diaz added the third one. And yeah. Like, oh. But so we're now down to three points, and I did, I did warn you. <laughs> I do remember warning you on this very podcast. Well, technically, it's still only six points. I mean, by the time you hear this, it might only be three. I mean, it will. still got to play their game in hand. Yeah, it will be three points. It will be three points. They're going to win their game in hand. I think their game in hand is Burnley, isn't it? Most likely. Everyone's got a game in hand against Burnley, I think. <laughs> everyone's got to this play season. Burnley at some point. Yeah, everyone's got to have a game against Burnley. Um, uh, no, their game in hand is Leeds tomorrow. Okay, well, even so, you kind of expect We've got, them to We're playing that. Burnley tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I, think I'll think they'll, I think they'll come through. I think, uh, yeah, I do. In that, I can't see Liverpool dropping, dropping points there. So no. obviously. And when do they play each other? The April. Something like that, yeah. So getting towards the back end of the season at that point could be a huge game of football. Yeah, don't. I was, I was, I didn't. I tried to warn you, didn't I? And you were just like, no, no, City have won the league, so they haven't yet. That'll teach me. Yeah. Anything can happen in football. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do want to then to move moving on then from that. Obviously, we we got the two big the, the two boys at the top doing the business, winning games of football, looking looking comfortable. Liverpool and obviously City with with the drop points, but I don't expect their form to be hampered too much. No. From ninth of April, incidentally, is when they play one another. Ninth of April, so that could be a very Big, well, it will be, I think, because I think they'll be close to each other by the time we get to there. I still think that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it could be a massive game. That. Uh. Hopefully, hopefully it is for the league. Keep it exciting. Keep us all on our toes. Yeah, definitely. Uh. But Chelsea. Let's talk about Chelsea, and in particular, let's talk about Romelu Lukaku. Oh, he had a bit of a mare, didn't he? He had. He had. A, he had a bad time. Now, Opta <laughs> gave him seven touches. Yep. Obviously, one of those technically he was offside. Yeah, but I suppose he needs to receive the ball to be offside, so that's probably why that was given as a touch. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't I mean, touch it, they might not give it offside. Opta, but yeah. <laughs> so he set the record for the least amount of touches by a player who have played ninety plus minutes in a game Ooh. since records began in oh three oh four with wow. seven touches. And I was having a look at Sky Sports because they did a bit of an article on it and they've given us a list of names with the fewest yeah. goals, uh, the fewest touches, I should say. Uh, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people on this list. Okay. And I believe two of them... Well, there's eight, there's eight stats, seven people, but someone's on it twice, 
Right. And only two of them are goalkeepers. <laughs> right, okay. But my, my, the most interesting thing of this before we get on, and this is why I feel for Lukaku a little bit when you look at some of the other, well, particularly the, the one other name that's on here, is yeah. four, of the, four of the clubs, four of the opponents of these players, it's all Crystal Palace. Really? Crystal Palace oh, appear wow. on this list four times. Wow. Of the opponent of the player. <laughs> Whoops. So Lukaku's on there with seven yeah. against Crystal Palace. Ashper Schmeichel was on there against Crystal Palace. That was three years ago. And then Jamie Vardy is also on there with nine touches. Wow. Against Crystal Palace. Back in April 2018 with nine touches. So are we saying that Crystal Palace are like the best defence in the world? I think we're saying that Crystal Palace are very good at marking a solo striker out of a football match. (laughs) And a goalkeeper. And then the other part, the other, so Crystal Palace appear on this list one more time as the opponent. Do you want to know who the player was? Go on then. It was Jamie Vardy again. Oh, With 10 twice. touches, and that was this season back in October. Wow. So Vardy's had a couple of stinkers against Palace, so I don't, I don't feel, I don't, I don't is think Lukaku. Company, Lukaku? Yeah, yeah, I don't think Lukaku deserves as much stick as he's been getting, to be honest. Jamie Vardy's on that list twice and on this season. So that was 10 touches for Vardy in that in that game back in October. Chesney's the other one, and then we've got David Wheater back in yeah. 2007. He was, what, Middlesbrough at the time? David Wheater, I think? Yeah, probably. And then, Either that or Bolton, one or the other. And then James Harper's also on the list, which I don't even know who he played for. James again. Harper, I think he played for Reading. Played for Reading. Hold on. Hold on, because I've got this right. I'm I mean, that's that's a bit of stat, that, if you've, if you've called that out. That's a good, that's a good bit of knowledge. James Harper. Oh, Christ. He played for a lot of football clubs. December. Well, we want 06 07 season. 06 07. He was playing for Reading. There you go. Nailed it. And then Billy Sharp was also on the list. Obviously, that oh, was. Oh, Billy. That was last season against. Obviously, for against Fulham for Sheffield United. Yeah. Which surprises me, actually. So Fulham are on that list twice. Crystal Palace are on it four times. I mean, they're not the teams, really, you'd expect to see. On that list, are they? So we've got Palace, no. Fulham, oh. Watford, Sunderland. Are the, are the only teams on that list? So you're so it's a who's who of who can mark a striker out of the game, but they've got also get be relegated from the Premier League an awful lot. Yeah, it's it's strange that. <laughs> Obviously, the two of them, the goalkeepers. So yeah, I mean, in some ways, you could take. We check who Chesney. Never heard of him. Chesney, yeah. That doesn't really count because that's that means that Arsenal have just camped on Sunderland's box back in 2012 for the start of a season for 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and the same for Leicester back in 2019 again when Casper Schmeichel made the list. Yeah, so I did find that very interesting when I was looking at that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, but I think I think the bigger issue then for Lukaku, and he was on the bench against well, in Chelsea's Champions League game, so he's, he's on yeah. the bench. Is is this a bigger? It was. It's just a one-off. It was just really tight in there. There was no space given for him, and he couldn't get on the ball because the touches that he did have, you know, he did some nice things with some of them. And obviously, the one where he's just he's just gone early on his run and he's offside, but he's making a good run in behind. It's is it an issue with Chelsea in that particular game, or is it Lukaku not trying to make himself available so much because his confidence is low? I don't know. It's a difficult one. I mean, Lukaku is 
you know, he's a very powerful striker. Yeah. And you have to play a certain way to a striker like that. Mm. You've got to use him. You've got to sort of, he's, he's generally going to have his back to goal, isn't he? Yeah. Trying to out-muscle defenders. And I don't necessarily think Chelsea play that style of football. They play sort of quite intricate passes around the corner, don't they? And Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's a strange one. I mean, you know, he's a brilliant striker. Oh, he is, yeah. He's a goal scorer, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he scored goals at Everton, didn't he, when, when he was in the Premier League with them? Well, and, and, and West Brom. Oh, and, and West Brom. And Manchester United, to a degree, as well. He, he did score a lot of goals for us. Again, with us, he didn't really suit us. No. But again, he's because he plays with his back to goal. So yeah. you've got to... If you're going to pay that sort of money for a striker, you kind of have to build the team around him. Yeah. But I don't I th- think Thomas Tuchel does that. I think this is a bigger issue, though, with Chelsea and their number nines. They have struggled with them over time. Shevchenko came in. Yeah. Right? Even if we go back to Crespo when he first came across, actually banging the goals in Syria, come to the Premier League, couldn't hack it. Shevchenko, he didn't do very well. Torres didn't do very well. Morata didn't do very well. Higuain didn't did, did he, he's probably the best of, of, of most of those and you know but we are of course missing out a couple of the big names in terms of Drogba and um, Costa who did do it. Adrian Mutu's another one that I saw today. Yep. Um and obviously yeah, they had Falcao for a season as well, didn't they? Yeah. But I mean he only played 10 times for him so and that season so, so you know they have they have had this issue with forward players in the past. Big money forward players as well. They they haven't come yeah. cheap, most of them. But you know the two the two that did hit hit big, didn't they? In terms oh, of Christ, yeah, Costa and Drogba. Drogba. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, let's let's not let's not pretend that that's a massive issue for Chelsea. But they, you know, when they've had that gap, they have struggled to fill it at times. And to be honest, with any of those, I mean, that's a name of names of strikers, isn't it? Shevchenko, yeah. Torres, Falcao, Morata, Higuain. You're thinking, yeah, there's goals. We're buying goals, you know, Lukaku, we're buying goals. Um, have, you know, you could even put Werner on that list yeah. at this point too. And just looking at their their record this season, so they've scored 49 goals, yeah. they've conceded 18, that is quite considerably less than the other two at the top. Oh yeah, but I mean, them two are a different gravy at the minute. But, but that's the th- obviously in big games. Yeah. Like when they play those sorts of teams, you need players to step forward and score goals. And if Lukaku ain't firing, you know, obviously GH is has chipped in with a goal. Havertz does quite well as well. Yeah. Obviously Pulisic does quite well with the yeah, goals. No, so Pulisic there are goals well. in the Chelsea side. Oh, there are, yeah, but they're not coming from the two that they they bought for that purpose in Lukaku yeah. and Werner. They just, they just can't do Werner's it. Al- Werner's always been a strange one for me. Obviously, he did him well in Germany. Yeah. Whether the Premier League's just a bit too fast for him, I don't know. He seems well, to miss he, the easy one. That's the thing, isn't it? He gets himself into position. He was getting himself... In, and, you know, a couple of those go in for him early doors last season. He probably yeah. flies. Yeah. But it just didn't happen for him, did it? And, you know, I think there's still a lot of talent in Werner, obviously, and I think, and I think he'll still have a, a really good career, and he could still do it at Chelsea for sure. Um, but I think he Werner offers a lot more though than Lukaku does. Yeah, because he he'll he'll get about and he'll join the link in play, and that's not Lukaku's game. No, Lukaku wants the ball in his feet, and he wants to be able to turn. 
he wants to make powerful runs at people or he wants the crosses he wants you know he wants the delivery he doesn't want to be in the build-up yeah he doesn't want to be the workhorse he just yeah. wants to be the bloke that puts the ball in there exactly to the, you know and and so i think you know for chelsea Werner probably still offers a bit more yeah um, and obviously they've got the carabao cup final coming up this weekend yes so we've got that to look forward to can they stop salah and mane well i mean if anyone can it's that chelsea defense you know, they're full. Well marshaled. Yeah. You know, when you think about what they've got in there and how they've played this season, they're the what they are the ones who are most they're the most likely to in the league. You know, and having Jorginho and Kante in the middle of the park will help with yeah. keeping control of maybe De Bruyne or whoever plays and Gundogan. You know, they've got the best solid unit, you'd say, in the league. You know, they're, they're the type of players who can stop the top players in the league, is what I was saying. You know, they're more than capable of being able to, to put a stop to them. And so for them, the Liverpool midfield is probably a little more, you know, I'd, I'd expect Chelsea to have more of the ball in that game than not, if I'm honest, yeah. because of the midfield that Chelsea have. But that's not to say that they're favourites by any stretch of the imagination. I just think that Chelsea, you know, will will be will be will have the advantage in the midfield. It's just, it's just whether in the when they get into the attacking third and it gets into the, the likes of Firmino, Salo, Mane, you know, if Diaz comes on, gets involved. He's had a really good start at Liverpool. If you've got the midfield that that they've got in terms of Henderson and, and maybe Thiago who, or whoever's playing at the moment uh, for Liverpool in there, I'd expect Chelsea to have most of the ball with, you know, Jorginho, Kante, Kovacic. I'd expect that that squad to that midfield three to own that game, so it would be, be a good final. That yeah, th- exactly. And I think Liverpool will be much more. We can get them on the break, or they'll you know they'll try to press them and make them uncomfortable. But that'll be that'll be the big test, um, obviously in that midfield because they work really hard. And the Liverpool team just work. They'll be in your face, but I still think that Chelsea might have most of the ball. Uh, but no, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Interesting one indeed. Uh, where should we go to next? Let's talk about. I'll tell you. Let's go to the bottom of the table now. Yes, definitely. What a weekend! What a weekend! The, the bottom. I know. It's all. It's all kicking off in it. Yep. So we had wins for Burnley. Yep. Big win for Burnley. Big win for Burnley. Huge win. I mean, when I saw that score, I was like, "What the hell happened there?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A big win for Watford. Yep. Uh, Newcastle got a point at West Ham, which shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be no, it's a good frowned point. upon. That's a really good yeah. point away from home. And then we obviously had Everton losing out to Southampton, pulling them into it. Yeah. Brentford lost to Arsenal, and Brentford seem to be getting pulled into this slightly a little bit now. They are now, yeah, definitely. Four defeats in five. They yeah. are sinking like a well, yeah. They are sinking. Uh, and then obviously Norwich losing out to Liverpool. So they're they're back in the they're back at the foot of the table. Yeah. On goal difference. It's, it's getting very, very interesting down there now. Oh it, it is, it is. I think, you know, I, I I think at this stage Newcastle have done enough in the transfer market that I think that they'll get the points that they need. Yeah. Um they just look so much better now. Eddie Eddie Howe seems to have worked something with them. 
yeah. uh, has got them in there. So I actually think Newcastle will will get out of it. And obviously Leeds, they've lost. We can talk about yeah. that in a moment. Again, four defeats in five for Leeds. Yeah, so things aren't going great at Leeds. So you've kind of got Brentford and Leeds falling and Everton falling. Yeah. Newcastle rising. Burnley have won a game. And yeah, so, you first know, away win of the season for them. Yeah, and they've still got... Well, it was only their second win of the season, so it was only 50-50 yeah. chance, wasn't it? <laughs> um, you know, they've still got a couple games in hand out there. On, on a lot of the teams around them. So that could get them... I mean, even if they got... If they managed to get a win out of one of those two games, that puts them in a really good position. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they got if they managed to get four points from those two games... I mean, they might not do because they're down the bottom of the table for a reason. Um, but you never know. Yeah. It's all about momentum this time of the season. It is. And I think it's with Newcastle. Yep, yeah, definitely. Newcastle are the upwardly mobile team out of the... Yeah. Six to seven. Now I think, I think, I think the, yeah. the business they did in January was good. Obviously, they've lost Trippier for a bit, yeah. but overall, the business they did was good. They look more solid. Eddie Howe's gotten into him now and got him training how he wants them, got him playing much better football. Uh, Everton just will. I, I think you see, my gut is I still think Frank or Frank Lampard will be able to coach Everton well enough to get them to keep them safe. I think. Personally, yeah. But if I'm if I'm a Leeds fan, I'm worried. Yeah. If I'm a Watford fan, I'm I'm te- petrified. And if I'm <laughs> Norwich, I'm checking who I might be playing next season in the Championship. Yeah. That's you know they're they're the three that are really in danger. And obviously, Brentford have played a lot more games than the teams below them as well. A couple more games than the teams below yeah. them. They've which they've puts them in the danger. Yeah. yeah. Which puts them in danger. Um, Palace and Villa will, p- and and Leicester will probably over the rest of the the season get enough points to get themselves out of any sort of relegation battle. So. I think, yeah, and keep the gap as it is. They're nine points clear at the moment. Um, well, eight points Palace, nine points Villa and Leicester. But I'd expect that would be enough for this stage of the season. I think, considering yeah. they've got they've got to rely on about six. Six or seven teams doing worse than them, uh, are doing better, all doing better than them. Sorry, they need to fall apart pretty dramatically. Yeah, from here. Yeah, so it is heating up. I, mean, I think it, we could end up with a very, very exciting league. Obviously, the top four still up, to, up for grabs. That's wide open, although it's technically in Arsenal's hands at the moment. Yeah, because Arsenal could technically go above Chelsea as well. You know, arguably. Uh, obviously, yeah. Chelsea, they've only they're got two ahead. games. Yeah. Well, they've only got two games on Chelsea rather than the three that they've got on United and West Ham. But so Arsenal have got a lot of games. The problem will be for these clubs that have got lots of games left is when and how they play them. Yeah. Um. Obviously, not having European competition will help. Because it yeah, means that they can... It. Yeah, because they can play midweek games when others aren't. Um. You know, say where... Say when there's European games happening, they can play in the midweek if those games, if those fixtures align. So, yeah. So the top four is getting interesting. Man United obviously winning at, Le- at Leeds. What a crazy game of football. That was all over the place, wasn't it? It was very exciting. I did put this out on Twitter at one point as well, saying it's one thing we can say, it's not boring watching Man United. <laughs> it's, never dull, it's never a dull game. I haven't seen us have a dull game all season. It's 
it's insane so we you know we come out against leeds and we're everyone's up for it the pitch is like a 1970s pitch it's foggy it's yeah. wet it's everything it's, the tackles are flying it's a proper man united leeds game yeah it was yeah. a proper man united leeds game it's one you've not seen for 20 years and um it was a very good game of football i thought we played very well in the first half I think we played all right, apart from about ten minutes. Yeah, I think twenty-four I thought... seconds between the two. Yeah, it's ridiculous, goals. isn't it? I mean, the, the first one is just a, a fluke. It's a freak of nature. Yeah, it's just gone straight it's just like, over his head, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, this is our look. And then obviously they get the one after. Uh, Dan James does the best bit of wing play I've seen him do since he came into the Premier League. <laughs> like, what? Where was that for us two years ago? Beating your man and whacking it across the box um <laughs> for for rafinha to get the the equalizer yeah and then i was on twitter and obviously fred comes on and they take pogba off oh man united twitter is going losing it's it's losing all of its all of its stuff it's going mental it does not like why is he taking pogba off and brought fred on why is he breaking pogba off and brought fred on and credit to a lot of those guys they turned around afterwards after Fred scored and said, "You know what? Fair play. <laughs> you know what? Fair play. That's why. That's why. I'll, that's why I'm only good at uh, FIFA manager. I think someone said play manager on FIFA. I saw one tweet going, "Hey, do you know what? Credit where credit's due. Hey, took his goal really. It was well, a Fred. really good finish. That was. Yeah. That's the thing with Fred though. You you kind of get these these two types of finishes from him because he do, he does score a few goals for us. You know, he scored a few, and it's like." He'll either, that could have gone either way. It could have gone out the ground, over the bar. you never seen that ball ever again in that wind. The wind would have picked it up in the sky and the rain would have carried it off to the to the North Sea. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been gone. And then, and all you've got, what he did, where he's just absolutely put all the pace, smashed the finish at the near post. Keeper's yeah. got no chance. Um, we've scored a goal from a corner as well. Yes. I think that was our 121st corner of the season. I think that's the first, the first goal we've scored from him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, our record, considering we brought in a coach specifically for set plays this season. <laughs> What's he been doing? That, that guy, that guy is, 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 uh, he's on, he's on borrowed time, I think. He's been playing Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it was good. And then obviously, Alanga gets in the Fred celebration, gets something thrown. Hits him from when something got thrown out yeah, of the crowd. Another idiot. Another idiot. And they're all coming out lately. They're all there. Yes. They're all there in hiding, and every now and then we see them. We see one. Yeah. But then he did the best thing. He went and he scored the fourth one. Yeah. Wrapped took, the game up. Took that goal very well. It was a very calm, composed, finished, I felt. Through the legs of the goalkeeper. And yeah, but the tackles were flying. I think um, Scott McTominay put a, an Instagram post out of his ankle after the game, and there was like red patches all over it where we've been taking kicks throughout the game he, to be fair he was putting himself oh, about he, a bit he did, he did he was he might have been a little bit lucky not to get a second yellow yeah at one uh, point at one point yeah um yeah I, I thought he probably should have got one eventually yeah so he was right. uh but you know it was i thought he was really good in there he was just about he was about it scott that day and obviously yeah. pogba's still trying to find some fitness i feel because i feel like he's we're losing him after about 60 minutes in a game at the minute. Like, Yeah, it does seem like that, doesn't it? I know mean, he's been out for a while, but obviously now he's played maybe four or five, four 
four, five games since he's come back. So hopefully he can start to pick that fitness level up and give us. Yeah, don't forget, obviously he's not played since what October. October, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So now yeah. he's kind of got five or five or six games under his belt, playing that hour. That hopefully that fitness is going to come and we can start seeing a bit more. Um, See. But yeah, so the top four race, West Ham obviously um, dropped points. Arsenal Wolves picked up another big win. Wolves picked up a big win, yeah. Wolves are well in for a European place. I don't, I honestly don't think they're quite going to be in that top four race. If I'm honest, I think. No, you can't rule them out at this point. I don't think you should rule Tottenham out either. No. The top four. No, we're we're, we're still, still very much in the conversation. Yeah, you've got a few games to play and stuff. And so, hopefully that win over City is going to give us a bit of a boost. Yeah, or it could go the other way. You get overconfident and uh, you lose your next game. Yeah, well. Well, you'll know before we do yep. whether we lost to Burnley or not. That's true, as of right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, lots to, lots, lots and lots to unpack, actually, in the Premier League this week. It's been a good week of football, I think. It has. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting to that time of the season. I love this time of the season. Oh, yeah, it's very, very, very it's interesting. International breakout of the way at the end of March, and let's just go in, to the end of the season. Indeed. Indeed. Right. Next then, shall we um, let everyone know what's going on elsewhere in the world of football? Let's go around the world in 80 seconds, shall we? So, there is a big weekend just gone in Serie A as all the big players fail to win. Napoli and Milan both draw. Inter lost. Juventus draw as well as Jose Mourinho found himself in hot water once again. And he was sent to the stands. I think that's the third time this season he's been sent to the stands. I'm not sure. Borussia Dortmund and RB Leipzig score six in Germany. Bayern just grabbed the four. But the gap is still six at the top of the Bundesliga. Nantes catch PSG out. Neymar taking one of the worst penalties you're likely to ever see. But the closest challengers, Marseille, they lost as well. Melbourne City beat the Central Coast Mariners 3-2 to maintain top spot down under. Real Madrid brush off their defeat to PSG in the Champions League by beating Alaves to extend their lead over Sevilla as they could only draw. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scores a hat-trick for Barcelona as the race for the top four starts to heat up in Spain as well. Finally in the Championship where this week we saw two managers depart. Darren Ferguson left Peterborough by mutual consent and Velko Palovic has left Reading to be replaced in interim charge by Paul Lintz. I, I want to I talk about this Jose thing, by the way. Did you see it? It's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Jose grabs the ball, doesn't get the decision and just boots it away. Oh, it was great. It's probably one of the best things he's probably ever done on a football pitch. <laughs> ever, ever done in a dugout, even more than the run down the Old Trafford touchline for me. It was just phenomenal. He's just gonna have it. He's just gonna have it. It's like watching a John Smith advert from the early two thousands. That was. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I laughed so much when I saw that. In fairness, he's got the money to pay the fine. Exactly. He ain't bothered. The exchange rate's not that great, but. No. But it's all euros, and it for him, it's fine. Yeah. It's the same for him. But yeah, it's uh, it's funny stuff. And, and Aubameyang getting a hat trick was good, big news. Yeah, yeah, just goes just goes to show what he could do if he was allowed to play. Yeah, but you know, for whatever reason, I'll, I'll still back Arteta to, to to get someone out his dressing room who he doesn't want. Yeah, you know, 
And, and it's not as if Arsenal are necessarily suffering right now. They're playing, they're being, playing good no. football. They're playing well. They might in some other games. You never know. But he wasn't. You know, this is Spanish football as well. Let's remember. It's it's slower. It's different. He's going to find more space for himself, I think, out in Spain than he would find in the Premier League. So let's yeah. put it all into that context as well. But yeah, their top ro- their top four race is just as interesting as ours. It is. Oh, it... Quite close. At the moment, Atletico Madrid are outside the top four. Yeah, it's that's uh, how close it is. It's very, it's very interesting because they're not playing very well at all. Uh, Atletico this season or Madrid, they're both struggling. You got Betis up there, haven't you? Sevilla's up there, um, and then Villarreal and and Sociedad will fancy themselves in this race at the minute. But I, st- I, you, I can't, I can't look past those two though, and I think. I mean, the usual suspects will probably end up in the top four yeah. in the end. Yeah, I think so too. But um, it kicks it interesting. It's very, very interesting indeed. But what about Paul Ince? Yeah, Paul, well, Paul Ince, Paul Ince back in management. He's, I mean, he's wanted it, hasn't he, for ages? You can see, even when he's doing his punditry, he wanted to be back in football. Yeah, he wanted to be First manager job again since twenty fourteen. Yeah, so we'll see how he does. And look. Hopefully, if he does well, Reading fans are going to love him. If he does bad, then he ain't going to he ain't going to he ain't going to keep the job, is he? But for now, yeah. he's he's got it on an interim basis. He's got, he's got a big job on his hands there to keep them in the championship. Really. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's going to be a tough one. But you know, I think that's why it might. It's a bit of a no lose situation to go hit. into, yeah. isn't it? Because it's just like, okay, we're playing bad. We're off. We're off track a bit. You know, we're a bit far away. Yeah, ironically, they won at the weekend. Yeah, so we'll um we'll see what happens. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right, how is our friend doing in his loan spell? Gianluca Giardino. That's the guy. So for those that missed it or haven't listened and haven't heard this before, Chris and I are both fanatical fans of Football Manager. So we decided when we started doing the podcast that we would go back in time and pick out a football manager wonder kid from days gone by. Gianluca Giardino is his name. He is currently at Sanderhassen, but he is on loan at Altac in the Austrian League. And he completed 90 minutes again this week, Chris. Mm? Got a yellow card. Right. But his team lost. Oh. Oh, dear. So they remain bottom it's of the g- Austrian League. It's not going well at all for this fellow, is it? I mean, he's not had a great season. He's supposed no. to be the catalyst. Yeah. He's not had a great season, obviously. He was in the team at the start of the year with Sander Hassan. Got COVID. Yeah. And missed a couple of months. Then got farmed out on loan because all of a sudden Sander Hassan started doing well. And um, and now he's in another relegation fight. Yeah. Oh, dear. It's all going wrong. It's all going wrong. They will turn a corner. I'm confident. We're confident. We're really I'm confident. confident they'll turn a corner. He's going to drag them by their lapels. <laughs> People the... still wear lapels, don't they? I'm sure they do. Why not? Someone does. Uh, right, let's um, let's have a quick look then at this weekend's fixtures. Obviously, there's a couple of midweek games as well happening, but by the time you're in this, they've probably already happened. So yeah. um, what's going on at the weekend? So we've got Friday night football this week in the Premier League. Southampton versus Norwich. Then your Saturday lunchtime is Leeds versus Tottenham. Four games at three o'clock on Saturday. Brentford take on Newcastle. Crystal Palace take on Burnley. 
Brighton against Aston Villa. Manchester United take on Watford before Everton take on Manchester City at 5.30. Good luck, Everton, after their defeat last weekend. Just the one Premier League game on Sunday because of the Carabao Cup final. So West Ham take on Wolves at 2 o'clock and then the Carabao Cup finals at 4.30 between Chelsea and Liverpool. Yep. Well, we discussed about the uh, the final earlier, a little preview. So that's going to be a, a big game. It's going to be exciting. That I'm looking forward to that final. First trophy up for grabs it this is. season. It is. And it's not going to Manchester City for a change this year. Yep. So new, we're going to have another name on the trophy. We're going to have a different name. Different Obviously, name. they're two clubs that have got a very big history. Indeed. In the and Carabao in that, Cup. in that, yeah, together as well. In that competition, you think about the Jose Mourinho, the year that uh, Gerard was supposed to be moving to Chelsea, and then uh, when Chelsea won that in extra time, I think did Kesman get the winner in extra time? I think. Oh, we're going back now. Today, I, I think I think it was Kesman got the winner. If it wasn't, it was Drogba or someone like that. But um, yeah, we're going back. But they have big history in that competition, both clubs and against each other. So yeah, big big rivalry, Chelsea Liverpool, since those Absolutely. Mourinho days. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, so plenty plenty to look forward to. Don't forget, you can always get in touch with us. You can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast four four two at gmail dot com. Let us know what's going on at your club and what you'd like. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, uh, we'll be back next week with lots more fun and games, and we'll know who the Carabao Cup winners are. But for now, stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.